now Marcus Cinema is even having separate movie theater showings for vaccinated individuals only. For some staff at the Capitol who attend Capitol Fitness just off the square, if they are not vaccinated, they make them wear an unvaccinated wristband. Sure enough, I walked into Capitol Fitness, I asked for an unvaccinated wristband, and here you go. Welcome to the Buff Show, Buff, Buff, Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to have you guys joining us on this Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. And it's Taco Tuesday on Thursday at Liam Fitzpatrick. So make sure you take advantage of that. And also check out thebuffshow.com for past interviews, shows, information, and much, much more. Check us out on your favorite podcasting site, facebook.com slash thebuffshoworlando. We're also streaming on Twitter and Twitch as well. It's great to have you guys with us. And also submit your Second Amendment questions to info at thebuffshow.com. The first Thursday of every month, starting here in February, Alex from Veritas Tactical will be with us on the show to answer all your questions related to the Second Amendment, the open letter to Governor DeSantis about being an open carry state in Florida. It's time. It's time. He's done so much good work, DeSantis has. Absolutely done a great job. If you caught a State of the State address, it was really important to hear all the accomplishments he made about becoming a free state. That was the theme. That was the overall arching theme. And it is true. Florida is a free state. That's why hundreds of thousands of people are moving here. They're also moving to Texas and some are moving to North Dakota as well. I mean, I guess they're moving to North Dakota, but yay, yay, North Dakota. (laughs) But here in Florida, we're keeping it free. And if you see a note on your car, if you have New York license plates and you have a note on your car that says, don't New York my Florida, don't get upset by it. Right? Don't let it bother you. It's okay. Things will be fine. They're just, we're just scared that a bunch of liberals are going to come down here and try to destroy the state (laughs) like they've done up in New York City. Let's start there. The theme of my open today is about the, the liberal. Democrat socialist takeover of America. You're going to see some shocking clips here. We're going to go up to Wisconsin and show you a clip that's unreal. If this voting bill gets passed, a voting bill where they are speaking about it like it's a uh, complete voter suppression easement bill. It's a, it's going to ease this voter, sort of voter suppression that supposedly exists in their minds. We're going to we're going to take care of everybody at the federal government. We're going to control the way you vote. We are not going to allow you, says the Democrats, to redistrict in your own state. They're going to be in charge of redistricting. That would be the end of states' rights to redistricting. Also, they're going to take over the financial aspect of campaigns. They're going to give your taxpayer dollars to campaigns that they choose. They're going to give your money to people that you may or may not support, but you don't have a choice about it because it's the tax money. And they're going to give it to candidates that they choose is important. They want to control the narrative and get rid of voter ID altogether. And you think I'm lying? Read the bill. 
It passed the House today. Dead in the Senate. It's got to be dead. Dead. You give the left what they want in this country. You will not recognize America. A federal takeover of elections? Identification before you leave the House about your vaccine status? What they want to do is control every aspect of your life. How much did you pay at the grocery store? And did you find out what you were looking Did you find what you were looking for? This is socialism that you're living in right now. We still have a lot of freedoms in America and different states have different rights. But not all the states are the same. Illegals voting? Not a problem. And it's already happening in New York City. New York City is lost. Jake Tapper from CNN finally grew a pair and talked to the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. New York City, which will allow roughly 800,000 legal non-citizens to vote in local elections, provided that they've lived in New York for at least 30 days. You previously called the bill problematic and express concern about giving a right to vote to non-citizens who have only been here for a short amount of time. I think there are a lot of Americans watching right now who might share your concerns. And, and also, that's a very nice way of saying, what are you doing giving illegal immigrants the right to vote? I don't care how long you've been here. If you're here illegally, you need to be deported. Have more broadly questions about the idea of people who have not taken a citizenship test, prepared for that test by learning about the U.S., who haven't sworn an oath to the country, getting to vote. Why did you change your mind and why is it acceptable for non-citizens to vote in an American election? No, I did not change my mind. I supported the concept of the bill. The one aspect of that I had a problem with and I thought was problematic was the 30-day part of being... You thought it was problematic, so what happened and what days do you prefer? But there's no follow-ups like that. But let's see what he in says. What happened to you? days was the place that I had questions. And I sat down with my colleagues. I'm a big believer in uh, conversation. We have to start talking to each other and not at each other. And after hearing their rationale and their theories behind it, uh, I thought it was more important to not veto the bill or get in the way at all and allow the bill to move forward. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to move the bill forward that allows illegal immigrants to vote in New York City. Okay, for local elections, right? Local elections for now. But you're telling us that you sat down and were convinced by people that, you know, here's why it's a good thing, because that guarantees Democrats will stay in power forever in New York City, forever and ever, because we cater to the illegal immigrant vote. When we talk to them, we'll tell them, here's where you vote, here's how you vote, and here's who you vote for. Yep, that's exactly right. What else do you have to say, Eric Adams, who you're not much different than de Blasio? In New York City, just Brooklyn, for example, 47% of Brooklyn, I speak a language other than English at home. Just because somebody speaks a different language doesn't mean they're here illegally. But if they are here illegally, they need to be deported, not voting oh, in elections. president. And so I think it's imperative that people who are in a local municipality have the right to decide who's going to govern them. And I support the overall concept of that bill. Doesn't the bill just make a mockery of the idea of American citizenship, though? I mean, this is just for local elections. But does that mean, like, next, uh, New York City is going to want non-citizens to vote in federal elections? I mean, and what do you say to all the people who went through the process, the difficult process of becoming an American citizen, studying for the test, 
swearing an oath of allegiance to the United States of America, who, who now see this legislation just saying, well, anyone who's here, you can go ahead and vote. You know, I got to hand it to Jake Tapper on that one. That's the best question I've ever heard him ask. This is getting to the point the AP is not reporting cases anymore. The poll numbers for Biden down in the low 30s. Harris is even worse. Fauci's down there in the 30s. People are waking up. Even media outlets are like, you know, we gave Donald Trump a lot of problems, but for crying out loud, this is awful what we're going through with these guys. We're a Joe Manchin and a Krista Cinema away from insanity. That's what's happening here. All right, what do you say about Eric Adams? What do you say about non or American citizens or people that went through the process? What does it mean to them when you let illegals vote? Why did I go through the process then? Uh, well, I, I tell to I say to them, keep doing it. Uh, you know, membership has its privileges. Uh, being a member of what we call the United States of America is a great privilege, and I I would tell them keep doing it. Last month in New York. Well, wait a second. You said it's a membership has its privileges, meaning if you're an American citizen, you should have privileges. But what privileges are you talking about? If you're giving those same privileges to non-citizens to have the same voice in an election illegally that an American citizen does, what protections does an American have? That a non-citizen doesn't have. Oh, yeah, you're here illegally. You don't have to abide by mask mandates and vaccine mandates in the workplace and all the uh, restrictions that Americans are under. You get to roam free and do what you want, I guess. And you get to vote now, too, in New York City. New York City's lost. Check out what happened in Wisconsin and tell me this doesn't scare the crap out of you. It was a full house in the Wisconsin State Capitol on Wednesday. The Senate Health Committee held a public hearing on five bills that would protect the unvaccinated from discrimination. Two would prohibit so-called vaccine passports. There's already cause for concern. Now Marcus Cinema is even having separate movie theater showings for vaccinated individuals only. For some staff at the Capitol who attend Capitol Fitness just off the square, if they are not vaccinated, they make them wear an unvaccinated wristband. Sure enough, I walked into Capital Fitness, I asked for an unvaccinated wristband, and here you go. An unvaccinated wristband. What does that tell you? They want to segregate people based on their medical choice status. They want to take over the elections and then put these rules in place where you're always reliant on the government. The government is your answer, and you guys will be separated into groups. You know, I I had one constituent of mine say, how is this different than the Star of David in Nazi Germany? When someone makes an asinine comment about saying the star of a, um, the star, yellow star in Nazi Germany in a concentration camp, it's it's not in a concentration camp. They were forced to wear it. You said yellow star and you referenced Nazi Germany. Yes, but you're not. So those are hesitations. Those are conspiracy theories. They're unvaccinated or being forced to wear a wristband to show that they are unvaccinated if they're going to participate in an activity in a business. The comment was made that in Nazi Germany, Jews were forced to wear a Star of David to show their nationality. Discrimination is singling somebody out that chooses not to make the same decision as you. You discriminate against that group of people. There's where the comment was made, and that is where the comment is directed. Democrat Senator Tim Carpenter, needless to say, was not convinced, nor was... 
He wasn't convinced, the Democrat, because what they do is they play stupid. Like, that is insane. That's a conspiracy theory. They try to blow it away under the rug when it's actually happening. And he's starting to pack up his stuff. particularly open to anything else Senator Mary Falskowski had to say. If, Senator Carpenter, you had been at the hearing yesterday or read Dr. Riveron's testimony around natural immunity. I've heard enough crap. I think someone needs to stand up against this conspiracy theories of you and the Republicans on this issue. It's deplorable that you're moving forward and not doing something. I want to know concretely, what are you going to do to save lives? I don't think you're willing to do anything. We have natural immunity. We have the ability to fight. We don't want a experimental drug put in our system. And that's what we are here today defending, is the people's right to choose and make that decision with their medical provider for themselves. Don't pretend the Democrats care about your life, the leaders in the Democratic Party. They don't care about your life. They don't care about saving lives. That's why they lie about the numbers. That's why they completely try to scare you into conforming to their beliefs. And now they want to take over your elections. That's the America that you would be living in under socialist rules with press conferences like that, where people are just wanting to go somewhere without having to wear a wristband or a mark of some kind to separate themselves from the population. Pure insanity. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour drafts every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. It's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Friday's live music and happy hour, then brunch with $10 champagne over the weekend. Mention The Buff Show. Get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity. And there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government's giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number, 866-412-4218. And the website, www.allsolarenergy.com. Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The answer, Orlando, Matt Buff, your host, sitting here in the easy chair. Um, social media, still a problem for conservatives everywhere. Like, we're... We're scared now to post on Twitter, Facebook, because we might get kicked off, or we post what we want anyway, and then boom, here comes a 30-day ban. There's got to be better options. Let's go to John Willis. He's the founder and CEO of Free Space Social. John, welcome to The Buff Show. Morning, Matt. Thanks for having me. Well, no problem at all. We always love talking to better new options. Let's talk about Free Space for a little bit. Talk about what the app is most like and then how people can sign up. 
Sure. So we we launched uh, Free Space February first of last year as a common sense platform, uh, basically an answer to all the cancellation and uh, shadow banning and censorship that we were seeing on all the other big tech platforms. So we wanted to create a new platform that isn't an echo chamber uh, type platform, but we really wanted it to be based on common sense. Uh, so we don't use any third party fact checking systems or we're not banning people because of their opinion, uh, like we're even seeing some conservative sites do right now. Yeah, um, like so, Gab. Yeah. Well, Getter oh. as well. Uh, Getter yeah, yeah. Really bad at it uh, to, uh, this last week. But uh, but yeah, we, we wanted we wanted free space to, to be an app where we're trying to solve the social dilemma, you know, where. Uh, you know, big tech has created an addictive uh, platform type of uh, atmosphere where you're seeing an increase in teen suicide and cyberbullying and and frankly, uh, a borderline civil war between political parties and political ideologies. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to create some sort of uh, alternative platform that's trying to fix that problem that actually rewards people for posting good posts, uh, for doing good things, that what they're doing to impact the world, what they're doing to change their community or, or to, to better themselves. And so what we're, what we're doing right now is we have a gamified system built into our platform that rewards people with badges, with gift cards, coupons, you name it, um, as a way to incentivize them to be good. And uh, we're getting ready to launch a 2.0 platform um, at the beginning of next quarter where uh, we're, you're going to have all the same features that you're enjoying on big tech platforms like a TikTok style video, live streaming. Uh, we have stories. We have uh, different avenues of monetization for content creators. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a true alternative with everything that people enjoy on regular platforms, but with none of the uh, bias ideological BS that you, you find there. And so, uh, so that, that's what we're doing right now. Well, let's break down all that you said, because I find this very fascinating. I got the app pulled up here. And so when you're on the homepage, right, and is this is this for SMS? Is this for text? Uh, I'm sorry, for phones uh, only yeah. at this point, or is it a desktop version? So our 2.0 version will be a desktop version. Uh, right Excellent. now, it's only available on iOS and Android. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. So get your phones out, everybody listening, and download the app, okay? It's going to be uh, just do an app store search for free space. It's going to be awesome. So when I pull up the app right here, it says, you know, it shows your followers and following. That's pretty typical. But then there's the point system that you mentioned just a little bit ago. I want to break into that more because under that, there's buttons and uh, trophies and things like that. So let's just dive into that just a little bit more on that point. Yeah, so if you go onto the home screen, you'll see two buttons at the very top that say laugh and impact. And what, what I wanted to do there, or actually what not me, it was my team. What we wanted to do is we wanted to create a funner atmosphere with social media because everything is just so negative. And so like, yeah. what we wanted to do there is give people the opportunity to share a joke of the day or share a meme or a prank that they pulled on somebody uh, just so we can uh, have a little bit more levity in life rather than so much negativity. On the impact button, you'll see that we're asking people to track what random acts of kindness that they either experienced or did that day. What uh, charities are they uh, donating money to? And you'll notice if you actually click on the donate button, um, you'll see that we have several anti-child sex trafficking charities that we support because we, we are the only platform right now on the market that is actively fighting against and speaking out against child sex trafficking. 
Um, in fact, the president of Free Space is a guy named Yaku Boyens, who uh, appears on The Blaze a couple times a week. Uh, but he is one of the world leaders, in my opinion, of fighting child trafficking. So when you when you click on those buttons and you share those uh, those actions, um, we we keep track of, of what you're sharing. And then we give you a badge based on your consistency. And then as as you progress and you're more consistent uh, based on your point value, then that's when the monetary incentives uh, really kick in. And you're really going to see a much more uh, uh I should say involved version of that technology uh, with our new 2.0 platform coming out next quarter. Okay, very good. And then this is a great way too to see news. I see on the news feed people posting stuff like regular, and and they're not. It's not crazy stuff. They're just talking about the news of the day, like how Kevin McCarthy said he will not cooperate with the sham. January 6th. I mean, so that's a good thing too. So let's say I want to follow somebody on there. What's the easiest way to do that? Easiest way to do that is you go to the bottom toolbar and you click on the discover button, which is a magnifying glass. And that will take you to a discover page. That's very similar to what you would find on Twitter. And uh, you'll be able to find people, groups, um, you know, uh, prominent, uh, prominent public figures uh, like Dr. Ben Carson or Nick Vujicic or Kevin Sorbo. Um, and so you'll be able to to, to find uh, various people and, and groups to follow. Very good, because um, it was really cool when I did that. I see my friends at the Gateway Pundit and uh, yep. Eric, Cart- uh, I see a lot of friends that I've had on the show before already. So does it have an algorithm to like who you might like? Um, we, yes and no. Uh, we, we, we're, our algorithms that we're building right now are more geared towards, we, 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 we are having a tagging system currently built. And as you know, building social media platforms is freaking expensive. And so, um, so our new platform will have more of those algorithms with regards to your, your likes and your tastes and, and that type of thing. And that will get, you know, kind of point you towards different people that are similar, um, in your mindset. But right now, way we've designed this, uh, me coming from a, a, an influencer background, one of the things that always drove me nuts is how much my lead, my reach was limited on Facebook and Instagram. So even if I had half a million followers, which I used to have on Facebook, um, you know, less than half a percent of my followers would actually see my posts. And so we've designed this in a way where 100% of your followers will actually see 100% of your posts. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so we we wanted to be able to give you full reach because what's the point of of having followers if they can't see you? And uh, and so we wanted to, to really build this in a way where content creators... Um, can really get their message out or their content out or whatever um, and and have the most uh, impact. Let's talk about the content creators real quick. We're on with founder and CEO of Free Space Social, John Willis. John, when you talk about video, right, can they do like backgrounds, images? Um, talk about the video aspect of it because I notice on the app you can hold it down and you can record a video just like that. Yeah, so you could do selfie type videos, um, or, you know, or, or organic videos directly from the app. You can upload videos. Um, we do have a size requirement similar to what you would see on Instagram. Um, I think it's a, I think it's about 250 gigabytes. Um, that's, but that's fine for most. Yeah, yeah. So so you know you can you can upload videos of whatever you want so long as it's not pornography or very very <laughs> violent type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, you know, for us, uh, you know, our, our new our new platform, and I, and I keep talking about the new platform just because we're almost done with it. Um, you're going to be able to do um, TikTok style videos. 
And so that's that's the new trend with with social media, TikTok being uh, the most popular social media platform right now, uh, even though it's Chinese. Um, you know, we're uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're trying to take what people are really enjoying with that and uh, trying to put our spin to it. No, I like that. And I'll be honest with you. I, we love TikTok on the Buff Show. Um, we get more interactions on there than we do on Facebook sure. or Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> because they, they also don't use uh, reach limiting algorithms. And so that's why you're seeing uh, influencers and content creators on TikTok have much bigger followings and much more engagement. You know, like where you're seeing a post that will have 100,000 likes where they could post that same that piece of content on Instagram and only have a thousand likes. Um, so that's one thing that I do have to give TikTok props for is that uh, they're not limiting reach. Well, that's why I wanted to really highlight that with uh, free space, because that reach capability where you reach 100 percent versus, you know, maybe five or 10 percent. That's a big deal. And that's a good sign for free space success in the future. I, I completely believe that. Yeah. What, what we're trying to, to do, Matt, is we're trying to be if this makes sense, the antithesis of Facebook. If you look at the direction Facebook is taking right now, they are, they're launching the new metaverse here shortly. And I wrote an article in the Washington uh, Spectator, uh, or no, it wasn't Washington, it was Washington, uh, Washington Times, excuse me, um, that basically stated that the, the metaverse is a new way to lie to yourself. And, um, you know, if you look at the, the way the metaverse is, it's very similar to that Spielberg movie that came out called Ready Player One, where society, in a sense, lives in this alternative reality where no one is really themselves. They're these avatar versions of themselves and and they portray a complete falsehood to that alternative world that they live in. To me, I have a real problem with that because, you know, being a, a God fearing Christian, I, I want to say, hey, God created us to be unique. And he, you know, as Mr. Rogers says, you know, he says, it's you I like, not this alternative reality version of you. And but this you're, we're seeing commerce and all sorts of things going towards this fake alternative reality that just isn't real. And so with free space, we want to say, hey, we like who you are. We like your imperfections. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to be 100% good looking. I mean, look at me. I, my face needs a full page one rewrite. But, you know, <laughs> we, we want people to, to be themselves, to be unique, and to have fun on our platform. And that's why we, we just updated our tagline to say, be real, be you. And, and that's what we're trying to champion. You know, we're not going to be just an echo chamber where we're bashing liberals all day long or we're bashing conservatives all day long. We want to be that common sense platform that's open to everybody, everybody that wants to be themselves, that wants to build their business, that wants to have an opportunity to make money and wants to have an opinion without the fear of being told, hey, your opinion is fake news. Well, since this conversation has begun, I've already got new followers on Free Space, so that's awesome. And oh. we're gonna in the desktop version. The reason it helps us as a show, for example, because when you when you're working with shows like Gateway Pundit or something like that, yeah, they they need to post to multiple places at once. They usually have the browser open with 17 windows. So that version 2.0 is gonna be exciting for you guys. That's gonna be great. One of the cool things that we're going to have in this 2.0 version is what we call a content marketplace. And no other social media platform is doing this. We're actually giving content creators the ability to sell their content. So let's say that you're a music artist that, like, like Taylor Swift, for instance, 
who is getting totally screwed by her record label where she's only making three to five cents per dollar or on the dollar, she could actually go independent and sell her album on free space. And we would take a small percentage, but then she would get a majority of the royalties. We we provide that distribution channel for content creators. So if I'm the Hodge twins or I'm David Harris Jr. Or I'm, you know, Jonathan Miller or whomever, and I want to sell a piece of video content, we can actually do that on the uh, the free space marketplace. And we're really yeah. excited about that. Well, that's great. I hope you've reached out to Taylor Swift people because I think she would like keeping more of the money that she would make from her own content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know she's in a I think she's in a lawsuit right now to try she to is. get her master tapes on on one of her albums. So yeah. It's we saw that we've seen this in history. We saw it with uh, many, many different artists in the past. I mean, you you create something, but now they actually have capabilities to go to a place like Free Space and yep. put that in that content out there and do really well. Well, I'm very excited about this um, Free Space Social. Everybody, go sign up for the app today. It's available on all platforms, right? Android, iOS, correct. All right, yep. very good. You guys check that out. John Willis from Free Space. Thanks for joining us on the Buff Show. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. All right. You got it. This is great, guys, because we're always trying to find better ways to get our message out. And like they said, just be yourself. And that's a cool thing. And spreading acts of kindness and stuff like that on the app, it really helps make a better society, too. We'll, we'll be right back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call 407 407- 707-302-3396. That's cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to be with you today on this beautiful Thursday. And we we had such a big success with our Christmas book tour that we did, where we talked to um, authors from all over the country. Um, people respond to those interviews very well. The newsletter went out with every one of them on there. That got a good response. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter on thebuffshow.com. And so a lot of our, our guests we had were very, very popular, and we wanted to bring them back to talk to them some more. One of those 
is Homer Hickam. You know him from the movie Rocket Boys starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That was based on Homer's life story, and now he's got the book out that we talked about over Christmas. Don't Blow Yourself Up is his memoir and his life story. Homer, welcome back to The Buff Show for part two of this. Great to have you. Well, thank you, Matt. It's good to be popular. And um, the um, now the movie was titled, just a slight correction, was October Sky. But um, that's an anagram of Rocket Boys. If you take the letters of Rocket Boys and move them around, they spell out October Sky. So actually, the I, book- I did say Rocket Boys, didn't I? Because that, that was the book Rocket Boys the movie was based on, but it was October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's right. Well, that's right. But God bless you, because I really wanted the movie to be called Rocket Boys. I mean, any any author always wants if you're going to make a movie based on a book that somebody writes, you kind of want the titles to be the same. But um, yeah, Universal Studios had other ideas uh, because there was another movie that came out that summer, a really bad movie called Rocket Man, not the Elton John bio, but another awful movie. And so they said, oh, no, Rocket Boys is too close to Rocket Man. So we're going to change it. So, you know, they called me and asked me what I thought about it. And I said, I hate that title, October Sky, really detest it. And they said, great, we knew you'd love it, which is the way they paid attention to me entirely on that movie. So (laughs) They kept the story close to the same, though, even though that's an interesting uh, tidbit on the title because October Sky, I I get it. We're looking up at the sky, seeing the rocket. But Rocket Boys, the story of Homer Hickam and the events that in your life that i mean that's a great title right there thanks a lot for nothing elton john (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny you know i've written a lot of books about a lot of different things and uh, uh, one of the series that i've written is a trilogy called the josh thurlow series and it's set during world war ii in uh, in the outer banks and down in the south pacific and so when i'd be out on on book tour and interviewing with shows like yours uh, I want to talk about this book that takes place during World War II. And what do they play for the intro? Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, the uh, irony. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Let's dive into Don't Blow Yourself Up. That's what your mom used to tell you all the time when you're out doing your thing, building the rockets. She said, no, don't blow yourself up. So that was the inspiration for the title of the book. Is that correct? That's correct. Um what happened was uh, after uh, Sputnik occurred way back in 1957, you may remember 1957. Well, you won't remember it. But for those who read history, you know, the dinosaurs died out then 1957. <laughs> and uh, the Russians launched uh, the world's first Earth satellite Sputnik, which so inspired me that I decided I wanted to be part of a space race that was developing. So I decided I was going to build a rocket. That's it. And I lived in this little coal camp, Colwood, West Virginia. And uh, so I announced over the supper table that I was going to build a rocket. I had no idea how to build one, but I was going to build one. And my mom, my dad didn't say anything, you know, and, and, and he, he was th- probably thinking about the coal mine. But my mom looked over at me and said, well, don't blow yourself up, which I took as kind of permission to build a rocket. But I did end up blowing up her uh, fence around her beloved rose garden and part of the rose garden. <laughs> as well. <laughs> so she kept telling me, well, didn't I tell you not to blow yourself up? And then throughout my life, it seemed like things happened where she was always telling me, didn't I tell you not to blow yourself up? So I thought it'd be a good title for this uh, new memoir, which is kind of the sequel to Rocket Boys. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump jump into that. It's just such a wonderful story with your mom and you. Um, but and she was always supportive of what you were doing. Let's jump into the some of the uh, specifics of the story uh, of the book when you talk about working with the Russians and negotiating the rockets with the Russians. That was a very weird time for America and Russia, right there. How did you manage that? Yeah, I mean, uh, after the Soviet Union fell, it looked like it. Uh, basically, the whole world was going to go in and kind of. Um, uh, bring uh, snap off the part of the the, the Soviet Union's uh, rocket program and um, all their space program, and we were, uh, as far as I could tell, a lot of this was uh, hush hush. But we were really afraid that uh, bad bad actors like uh, Iran and um, Iraq at that time, and maybe um, North Korea, was going to come in and get all these Soviet scientists. And um, so uh, the Clinton-Gore administration, especially Al Gore, decided that, um, oh, no, we better give these Soviet rocket scientists something to do. Uh, it turned out his idea didn't really work. They went off to those other places anyway. But um, a, a big percentage of them did stay, and um, the International Space Station was the idea that uh, uh, President Reagan had space station freedom, so we already had a plan to build a space station, but... Uh, uh, Oh, Al thought, let's bring in the Russians and, and we'll combine forces here, which we did. But in order to figure out how to do that, we had to go over to Russia and talk to these guys. And so in 1994, uh, I started going over there. I, I had spent uh, considerable time before that over in Japan um, training the first Japanese astronaut. So I had some pretty good international experience and then uh, worked on the Hubble Space Telescope repair mission. I write about all that. But then going over to Russia... Uh, was a big challenge because uh, we were sitting uh, across the table from really the same men who had launched Sputnik because they were still there. All of Most of our Apollo veterans had long since retired, but the Russian uh, engineers and scientists who had launched the original Sputnik were still there. Uh, I guess they had no place else to go. So uh, they were a very dour, unhappy group. And um, so we got uh, our negotiations broke down a lot. Uh, and I was trying to figure out how to train their cosmonauts and they, uh, and then how they would train our astronauts. That was my primary uh, purpose. And um, so in Russia, like a lot of places international, nothing really gets done over the table. And you learn that after a while. What, where things happen is at the party after. And in Russia, there's always a party after. And the vodka starts flowing. That's when you make your deals. And a lot of the guys with me didn't understand that, but having worked with the Japanese I'd, <laughs> and, and others, uh, internationals, the Europeans, I'd lived in, in, in Germany for uh, several years. So I, I knew all that. So I started telling them, I was impressed by them in the first place that they had launched Sputnik. So I started telling them about when I was this kid in Coldwood, West Virginia, and had built rockets and going to the National Science Fair. And I had done it all because of what they had done with Sputnik. And they loved that. They just ate that up. And um, so uh, we started getting a lot of agreements during the parties. And that finally they said, would you like to see Sputnik, uh, uh, Homer? Would you like to see Sputnik? And I went, yeah, but I know it burned up three months after it was launched. He said, no, no, we built two. We built two. I should, we show you one. <laughs> so so um, this, this, uh, this device is now in one of their museums over there. But they took me to a, a warehouse that looked like something right out of Indiana Jones. And um, opened up the box and there sat Sputnik. It was like they could have launched that one. They had two, so they 
picked one at random. It didn't have the antennas on it or anything, so it was the the sphere, and it was a it was a little bit tarnished, but um, but I said, can I touch it? You know, they said sure. So I reached out and touched uh, Sputnik. You know, this boy, uh, and suddenly I became that boy. <laughs> all over again i'm thinking wow you know this is crazy what the way life sometimes turns out that i actually got to touch what could have been uh sputnik one that started the whole space race so it was incredible just amazing an incredible story this is just one of many stories you guys will find in the book don't blow yourself up we're on with homer hickam and uh it's just i just was reading through this and it's just fascinating because we were talking offline about your dinosaur hunting that you do. And I was just, I was, it was remarkable out of the 40 T-Rexes, right? That have been discovered. You found five of those. I found five. Well, my little team, I have a, like a three person team and uh, we started going. uh, Now this is not in the, in the don't blow yourself up. This is going to be in the next memoir. (laughs) <laughs> so we started going, uh, but Joe Johnston, who directed uh, October Sky, also direct, directed Jurassic Park 3, which came out around 2000 or so. So um, I, through him, I got to know uh, Dr. John Jack Horner out at um, the Museum of the Rockies in Bozeman, Montana. And Jack uh, is, was the primary uh, uh, fellow who, uh, who advised on, or he was the advisor on the Jurassic Park movies, but he was also spending a lot of time out in the field. So I asked him if I could go along and um, I went, uh, he agreed after some reluctance, he agreed to let me come out. And um, almost immediately I started finding uh, dinosaur bones because I'm a West Virginia boy. I can tell the difference between a rock and a bone. <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't. <laughs> so, um, so he, he let me come out and, um, and uh, basically you have to get a permit to do this because most of it's on federal land. And so I've been, I worked under his permit for about 15 years, gathered in a, a couple of other guys who, you know, my age who really like doing this kind of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we found not only the five T-Rexes, but um, any number of Triceratops and Hadrosaurs and, and um, uh, Dionysius and so on. Um, there, there are a lot of animals out there. These are Cretaceous animals. Um, most, most of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are actually from the Cretaceous era, not the Jurassic era. But, um, but Michael Crichton knew that Jurassic Park would sound a lot better than Cretaceous Park. So yeah, that no, that's, a, that's exactly right. Homer, it's so good to have you on the show. The Federalist asked if Homer Hickam is the most interesting man in the world. From uh, Rocket Boy and Colwood, world-class scuba diver and instructor, your exploits through Vietnam, we're going to talk about that when you come back on The Buff Show, going through the jungle in Vietnam, the dinosaur hunter stuff we just talked about, and an astronaut trainer for, from, for NASA, to you, and then now a New York Times bestselling author of several different books and everything else in between. So much to cover in that book. I just really wanted to highlight one big story with you today, <laughs> because with the Russians and U.S., that's just a phenomenal time. And then your work on the Hubble telescope, too. Touching Sputnik one, just amazing. You were always there from the beginning, Homer. Thank you so much for for this insight. Well, thank you for, ha- for having me, Matt. It's always a pleasure. So anytime, I'm happy to come on. Okay, very good, Homer Hickam. Everybody, check out the book. It's Don't Blow Yourself Up. We'll be right back on the Buff Show. You stay with us. 
Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah Coding Services, laser engraving, and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000 and at VeritasTactical.com Veritas Tactical Welcome back to the Buff Show heading into our final segment. It's Thursday. You know what that means. We need a cool jingle or something for Freedom Foundation Thursday. We'll get something like that worked out. Freedom Foundation Thursday on the Buff Show. Never more important because we were this close to having unions be could just completely taking over the country with the Build Back Never Act. So thank goodness for that. Ashley Varner, Freedom Foundation, great to have you on the show. Freedom Foundation, like I said, I'm not kidding. You guys are needed more than ever. We were this close. Well, thanks so much for having us on. Matt, I like your idea of a jingle. Let's get together afterward and think about what we might do. Uh, that would be fun. But yeah, you're right. We, we Our work is uh, more important now than ever when you've got teachers unions, uh, you've got public sector unions working on legislation in Congress with the Biden administration, with the Build Back Better, Build Back Never. I like your take on it. Uh, (laughs) They almost got that through. They're not done trying to push it through. Um, I have unfortunately been spending my day morning so far watching House floor debate on C-SPAN. It is so nice to take a break and come talk with you, Matt. Yeah, the House, that is breaking news we had today. They passed that uh, government takeover of the elections, which will, that'll affect the unions too as well, um, because they're going to take taxpayer money in that and give it to candidates they choose, all right? And we know the unions are a part of that. And what Freedom Foundation, uh, go ahead and give your talk on that, uh, your take on that. Well, I just want to point out, they they passed this this morning with Dirty Tricks. They actually last night took a bipartisan uh, bill that would promote NASA uh, that was supported by both parties. They took it, they gutted it, they took everything out of that NASA bill and they inserted uh, the voting rights language. And then that is what they passed on the floor this morning. So they're sending to the Senate language that they used a vehicle bill for that was introduced for a completely different purpose that was uh, supposed to be a bipartisan measure to beef up our NASA infrastructure. And then they used it for their uh, partisan takeover of elections. Okay. I'm glad you pointed that out. So I was researching that and I was like, this is unbelievable. But the good news is this is probably DOA in the Senate too. Because they're not dumb. They know that that was inserted in there. Biden's up there today talking to him about, hey, we need this for our, we're going to lose the elections. First of all, if you guys take over elections, Republicans will never win again. (laughs) That just can't be done. Joe Manchin would be ousted in West Virginia so fast his head would spin if he supported something like that. So I think we're going to be in good shape. Well, and you've got Kirsten Cinema in Arizona, and she has said this is not worth uh, blowing up the filibuster over. She is adamant about that. Uh, she and Senator Manchin are standing firm there. Uh, but you're right. This was uh, this was just a party play by the House majority. 
uh, it's going to, it potentially could be voted on tomorrow in the Senate, uh, the, the NASA now voting rights takeover bill. Um, but, but what they're doing is trying to posture for their base. It doesn't have the wide, broad support of the American people. You know what people are concerned about, Matt? They're concerned about making sure their kids go back to school. They're concerned about, I had to go to four different grocery stores this week just to find frozen peas. I'm not talking about organic arugula or fresh artichokes. I'm talking about frozen peas. So the, the bare shelves Biden is real. I don't live in a rural community. I live just outside of Washington, D.C., and I had to go to four grocery stores. This is what the American people care about. They care about inflation at 7%. That's the fastest it's grown since 1982. We don't, we, we want to get down to business, right? We want to get back to the business of the American people while uh, the House and, and Schumer in the Senate, they are trying to posture to their base, uh, but it's not working and Americans are getting increasingly more frustrated. And if you're a parent and you are in one of these blue cities and the teachers unions are holding your children hostage, you are getting angrier and angrier. And uh, they're going, the party in power uh, in Congress is going to have to figure out something so that they don't have millions of parents going to the polls incredibly angry. Well, that's what it's looking like right now. We saw that in Virginia. And you're right about the 7% inflation. I mean, they have real problems and it's a weird time to be taking over the elections. What they're doing is just all political. They need a win for their liberal base. And they think by taking over elections, that would give them enough momentum into the midterm. That's what it's all about is just power. The bill itself is about power. This is about staying in power. But 1982 was the last time we had inflation this high. It's affecting everybody in a negative way. Do you know what the number one song was in 1982? Well, um, I do know that it was the year that Michael Jackson's Thriller came out. Is that uh, is that related? <laughs> it's not. It was a physical by Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. And the number two song was Eye of the Tiger. Um, <laughs> so it tells you what kind of era that was. We didn't now, have internet or any of that. <laughs> I will say Eye of the Tiger is a personal favorite. I am a Mizzou Tiger from the University of Missouri. We do play that at our basketball and football games. So Eye of the Tiger has a special place in my heart. No, I bet it does. And I know they do because I'm from Kansas City, too. We'll talk about that later. Uh, we're, I'm, we're, we have our uh, picks for the playoffs later we're going to do on the show. But it's just unreal how close we've become to a federal takeover of so many things with this government. And it's not a Joe Biden thing. It's the far left wing of the Democratic Party that have a one party rule right now. And they're trying to socialize America. That's what they're trying to do. We just we need you on the government. That's why we do the Freedom Foundation segments, because you guys are getting people out of unions, putting more money in their pocket, getting them off the government because they're like we said, Ashley, there's a lot of people that don't want their dues being used for political candidates they don't agree with. That's one aspect of it. No, you're right. And just this week, Matt, we've had a couple different examples that drive home the point that uh, the vehicle by which uh, the party in power is using is the teachers unions in particular. We we work against the public sector union monopoly on government employees every day, but teachers unions in particular have revealed themselves to be political entities first and foremost during COVID. And I'll be honest, it's been it's been a little jarring this week. First, we had news that the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, actually worked 
uh, to lean on and use his influence with the National School Boards Association uh, to compel them to actually write the letter that they were concerned about parental behavior during school boards uh, meetings across the country. And that is what prompted the Federal Justice Department to uh, to determine that they were going to target concerned parents as domestic terrorists. So we find out that it's the Biden administration wielding its influence uh, to compel the Biden administration to use the Patriot Act against parents. Uh, that's that's pretty alarming. And it would be it would be just a, a bizarre who's on first if it weren't so damaging and corrupt uh, to infiltrate the relationship between an individual and the government when you are targeting and trying to intimidate and silence parents who simply don't want to have their children uh, be indoctrinated by the rabid uh, teachers unions. It, it's really been uh, an atrocious and alarming um, thing that we saw this week. And, and people are still looking into it. We still, we want to see the emails between uh, the education secretary's office and the National School Boards Association. What was the correspondence there? Who was communicating and what was said? We deserve to know that. These are our kids we're talking about. Yeah, it is our kids we're talking about. I want to play a clip from DeSantis talking about um, these very people we're discussing, but it's just interesting that article you're talking about. We're going to post this on on the link for the for the show today. Um, basically, it's just unbelievable what Cardona did. He took that letter from the National School Board Association, comparing pro. Uh, Prote uh, protesting parents to domestic terrorists. Uh, domestic terrorists. That gets in the hands of the Justice Department with Merrick Garland, and then comes down the directive. It's it just went just like that. Now the NSBA issued an apology. I'm sure you saw that, but it wasn't that good of an apology. We still want to protect our uh, our school board members, but you know when it comes from the union, we're kind of trying to separate ourselves from Joe Biden and his administration calling parents domestic terrorists. That's why they did that. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Well, by the time they issued the apology, Matt, you know, the damage had been done. Uh, the news reports ran with the story they wanted to run. Uh, American parents were were deemed dangerous and uh, fringe when really they were just standing up for their kids' rights and, and the educational opportunities that their children were not being afforded while they were being propagandized by these rabid politically teacher uh, politically armed teachers union. So uh, the damage had been done. Then they walk it back. Uh, the walk back, the correction, as you know, never gets as much attention as the initial report. So they they crossed off the boxes. But again, the damage had been done. Parents were smeared by the Biden administration. It was. And, and it was already passed down. Too little, too late. And it wasn't that good anyway of an apology or nobody's being held accountable. Not for this, not for Afghanistan. Nobody's being held accountable. But then they're doubling down. Vivek Murthy, the Biden Surgeon General, thanks Teachers Union Chief Randy Weingarten. Randy uh, Weingarten, right? Right. I, President, I can't you. stand her voice or anything. I just can't stand anything about her spreading this fear. But here's what DeSantis said about her. After all she's done to our kids, right, with the masking and the directives and all this stuff, the head of the teachers union, what all she's done for her for uh, for our kids, DeSantis said. I think the smiles matter. And I think particularly the young kids. And it's absolutely critical. 
And don't tell me it doesn't make a difference. Heck, this head of the teachers union who tried to keep the schools closed all last year, she was found massless, and she said, I took it off because it was too hard to understand each other wearing the mask. Well, how do you think these school children have felt for the last year? He makes a good point. It's the same thing with these guys. Rules for me, not for me. Not, not, uh, rules for thee, not for me. You know Randy Weingarten has been at these lash, lush parties and stuff like that. You know she's not walking around in a mask. Well, Randy Weingarten, I, I need to get used to calling her President Weingarten, apparently, because the Biden administration is taking their cues from her. Uh, but President Weingarten, uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, they're all these uh, rules for thee, but not for me. Uh, you see them at these parties. You see them at, at, you know, whether it's the Met Gala or the French Laundry. And who is it that's wearing the masks? It's the staff. Yeah, it's people the staff. serving them. It's not them themselves. They they can't have a mask when they are getting their pictures taken in their fancy gowns. Um, it, what really angers me is seeing some of these parent, no, not not parent, the teacher, uh, teacher pictures with their kids who are masked in the pictures? It's the little children, the teachers, the adults in the photos. They're all the ones who don't have masks on. The little kids have masks on. It breaks my heart. And I love what Governor DeSantis is saying about these mask mandates and how it is harming the children in their learning capabilities. Honestly, I, I, I will force someone to ask me to put on a mask if I go somewhere. That's just my, I'll have a mask on me, but I'm going to make you say it. Um, but when I see little kids now, I've just made it a habit. If I see a child with a mask on, whether I'm at the grocery store or walking down the sidewalk, I make sure to smile at them really big and make sure that they can see my facial expressions because they see so many uh, people's faces that are half covered. How do they understand you know, interpersonal communication, nonverbal communication? It's so important. You've got these kids learning how to read, uh, learning how to Right. They're they're listening. Some of these kids, if they're English as a second language, can you imagine the burden of trying to learn the English language in schools and having to either hear the teacher when they're wearing a mask or you're trying to speak while you're wearing a mask? This is not conducive to a true education in this country. No, it's absolutely not. You're exactly right. And I love how you do that, because in D.C., they're putting directives down where you have to bring your papers with you before you leave the house. That's just a whole nother conversation. Thank you to the Freedom Foundation. But Ashley, uh, give your pick for uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Well, I love my sweet baby, Patrick Mahomes. And if we've got our <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, our cheetah, if we've got those three on the offensive uh, part of the field, then I feel very, very good. I do not discount Ben Roethlisberger, but we are hoping uh, that we will host the Ben Roethlisberger retirement party at Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday night. Uh, last time we played them, it was uh, Steelers 10, Chiefs 36. And from what I see, um, we are favored by 12 and a half points. So if, if Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are, are healthy, and from what I see, they've been participating in practice, I feel very, very good about this. But uh, what do you think, Matt? I, I'm with you, especially add in the raucous Kansas City Chiefs crowd, right? The Chiefs were favored by in the NFL. That's right. It is because there's nothing else to do in Kansas City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I grew up there. I can say that. 
<laughs> I can say that. But uh, they were favored by 12 and a half points. I think the Chiefs probably cover. Um, if they're on their A game, they're probably going to go up a couple touchdowns on this one. And then uh, we'll see who was right. We'll see if we're both right next week when we talk. We have other clips we wanted to play for you guys. We're just out of time today. But Ashley Varner, FreedomFoundation.com, thank you so much for all your great insight today. Thanks, Matt. Go Chiefs. Yeah, go Chiefs is right. That's all we have the time for for the show today. We'll see you next week. You guys have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time on the bus. God bless.